Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Thor Ragnarok is killing it overseas. Vincent D'Onofrio is returning for Daredevil Season 3, and the New Warriors show will not be on Freeform. It's going somewhere else. But where, Jeff? I don't know yet, man. The future seems uneasy. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, how's your week, buddy? Oh, you know, it's another week in the life of somebody who knows that they have to move soon. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you got a little ways. You got a little ways. You got a lot of planning to do, but you got a lot of, you know, you got like, what is, what is it? Lots of months? About that. Yeah, about lots of months. So that's, that's I think no, it's, no. it's really... like conversation about that. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Did it get moved up? Um, the lady misread her relocation letter. She thought it said July. At no point in the letter does it mention July in any capacity. Uh, it definitely says January 31st, 2018. Oh, wow. That's a lot sooner. That's significantly sooner. Yeah. So we're now looking at moving during the winter break. Well, that is unfortunate. Um, I'm sad to hear that. We didn't didn't realize you'd be going gone that soon. I didn't think so either. But luckily, tonight we're getting some practice with our Skype casts because we're gonna need, yeah. we're gonna need those in the future. It's no longer gonna be like when do you want to Skype this one. It's gonna be like hey, uh, when do you want to get on, and is that Eastern or Central? Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you're gonna be in a different time zone. I had that exact thing happen last night. I had a had a phone call with Bride that I'm playing her wedding this weekend, and uh, we we just agreed on four o'clock to talk. And at three uh, thirty, she called me and she's like, "Hey, you never called." And I was like, "Oh crap, you're in Georgia." <laughs> I was like, "I didn't think about that. I'm sorry." Um, so she definitely was in Georgia. That's that's too bad. Well, hopefully with my moving, it'll help you out a little bit. <laughs> get used to the time zone. Yeah. Th- get used to thinking about time zones. It's going to really screw you up if somebody is in mountain time. You're just going to be like, who are you? <laughs> are you a real person? <laughs> who sent you? <laughs> <laughs> are you from the past? Uh, uh, so I think we've got a lot of news. I want to mention first at the very top, uh, I was on a different podcast this week as a guest. Hell yeah. Uh, our friend Matthew Westfox over at uh, Superhero Ethics um, w- uh, had me as a guest on his podcast, and it was super fun. We talked about the ethics of Tony Stark, um, so that was pretty cool. Or lack thereof. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's inter- it's, it, it was a definitely an interesting talk. I was like, you know, how much can you say? Like, It's only a few movies, but we had a lot to say. We talked for like an hour and a half about... The ethics of Tony Stark, and it was super fun. I really liked Just it. The ethics of one singular person in a movie. Well, the, the the good, the interesting thing about Tony Stark, and I don't want to spoil it for that episode for those of you who want to go listen to it, but uh, the interesting thing is they've changed over time. Yeah, and so we got to got to talk of the different, how the different things have impacted his ethics, and like uh, what what that means for who he is, and how he how, how it changes his decision making process, and um. It's it's hmm. definitely an interesting conversation, and I won't go too much into it because you guys should all go listen to Superhero Ethics this week. Uh, it was yeah, pretty cool. that was just a little preview, you guys. Yeah, you're but, uh, welcome. That's our first piece of news. What's what's in the real Marvel news? Man, the real Marvel news. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is, has opened overseas like a little bit ago. You may have heard about it. I did, uh, and I'm mad at everyone who's seen it. 
I mean, that happens really, with every Marvel movie. I'm very angry for like uh, it, 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 now that there's three movies a year. It's like six weeks out of the year. I gotta feel anger. <laughs> you have just increased my rage by fifty percent, Marvel. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, so. It opened overseas, and it has racked up $109 million overseas so far. Uh, worldwide totals look like, uh, projections at least for this weekend, it looks like it's going to top $400 million by this upcoming Sunday. Wow, that's a lot. How much it's, are they thinking that that, that is going to be America? Uh, they're looking at a uh, about a hundred to hundred and twenty million dollar opening weekend Ooh, that in is, North America. That is a solid opening. Yeah, that's that's a real good opening. By comparison, the first Thor movie made four hundred and forty ish million dollars total in its entire run. Yeah, and like it, it's it's looking like with the North American total and like worldwide, like all together, we're almost going to match that by the time it's come out into America for three days. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. Um, um, and if it's as good as it seems, as fun, we've, we've gone over this a million times, but, like, rewatchability of a movie has a lot to do with how fun it is, not even necessarily how good it is. <laughs> and, like, yeah. it's just not that's about... That's why Guardians was so rewatchable over yeah, and over again. I watched the thing, like, seven times in the theaters, and I'm not the only one, like... Uh, and I think Thor is looking like it could be that kind of movie where you watch it and you're just like... I need to experience that again. That was so much fun. Luckily, um, I guess luckily, the, uh, it, it's been confirmed that more footage was added after that original report in San Diego Comic-Con, where, mm. like we were saying, it was only going to be like an hour and a half or whatever. It looks at least 30 more minutes of footage has been added. Uh, it's now up to 130-minute runtime, two hours, 10 minutes. Whoa, that's a lot of footage to be added. Yeah. Um, Taika Waititi, the director, was saying that what they added was all jokes, and oh gosh, kind of scares me because it's you know a bunch of jokes to add. But yeah, I've heard some. Um, re- I've really trying to stay away from reviews, but I've heard people talking about how it's it's pretty much a comedy. Like this is a comedy movie, uh, yeah. kind of first, and then everything else second. <laughs> Which I'm down with. I, I definitely enjoy comedy and character moments more than I just enjoy smash em ups, but this seems like it's got a lot of smash em up going on too. Yeah. And honestly, like the first Thor movie wasn't quite sure if it wanted to be a fish out of water comedy or a high fantasy movie and couldn't sure. quite find its ground between those two. And then it seemed like Thor Ragnarok went more for the high fantasy and it didn't track as well. It didn't do quite as good. on Yeah. That. So they're just swinging they're way back the, the other way. <laughs> the pendulum's just going right back and they're like, ah, let's try it this way. Mm. Well, that's cool. I, 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 I dig it. Excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Tomorrow. Woo. God, that's, it's happening. It's really <laughs> happening. Ah, I'm so excited. Oh, man. Okay. Sorry. He's my boy. He's my boy there. I know it. Um, another movie that we're really excited about, but uh, hasn't really, haven't really heard anything other than the, the one casting thing. Um, Captain Marvel, the production date for that one is starting, or the production start date has moved from January, originally reported January. It's moved to February of 2018. Um, this matches what Feige, Kevin Feige originally had said uh, that it was going to start around February 2018. So it's not like a huge thing, but it has moved. 
Um, okay, cool. And it's going to be shooting in Atlanta just the same as everything else. Um, so maybe we can go be extras for that. You Do you want to be a Skrull? Let's go be extra Skrulls. I would totally love to be a Skrull. That would be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also been talk of, of Ben Mendelsohn circling a role, potentially, for Captain Marvel. A villainous role. Uh, do you uh, know who Ben Mendelsohn uh, is? Not off the top of my head. He was director Krennic in Rogue One. I don't know who that is. <laughs> okay. The bad guy in Rogue One who got credit for building the Death Star taken away from him. Okay. I know which one you're talking about now. Yes. Got it. Careful <laughs> not to choke on your aspirations. That, yeah, that joke. That guy. That joke. Everyone had a problem with it. I did not have a problem with that joke. I didn't have a problem with that joke at all. That joke was amazing. Well, it just, it was classic Vader to me. I dad puns. Vader is totally like, he, he, he goes around doing, uh, you know, father jokes or Vader, <laughs> Vader jokes. Bad um, dad puns. Bad dad jokes. Like, that's part of the character. It's actually like part of the hint that you know it's his father early on. <laughs> oh, shit. You just blew my mind. He's just making dad jokes <laughs> as part of the, the, uh, the, the foreshadowing. <laughs> Totally, totally <laughs> tracks. Um, and speaking of other father figures, Robert Downey Jr. has confirmed that he will be in Avengers 4. He posted on, uh, I think it was on Instagram, he posted a picture that uh, showed his short chair, like a little pop-out chair, but it was in front of a chair for Steve Rogers, Natasha Romanov, and Scott Lang. It said specifically those names. Hmm. See, this is where and, I have to like start taking things with a grain of salt because I don't want to know that he's an Avengers four. Because all that like, means is that he his face is going to be there at least once. Doesn't mean that it has to move. Absolutely. Oh gosh. Or or, or that or that it could mean a flashback. It could mean a a time travel thing. It could mean anything. Uh, yeah, but, but the character will be there. Right. That's the big thing. That's my point. And, I like have to. T- I have to start thinking like because I don't want to ruin. So, um, Infinity War for myself. I want to have to like think about like this could be blah 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 blah. <laughs> Not necessarily alive, Tony Stark. Yeah, I think it's also interesting to note that they didn't put like their superhero names on the chairs. Like it didn't say Captain America and Black Widow. It said Steve Rogers, Natasha Romanoff, Scott Lang, hmm. and. That just goes for, or that goes to show you that the characters are still malleable. There's been a lot of talk of Captain America being um, nomad in the Avengers three movie because he's got the beard and like has basically dropped the shield and everything. Yeah, but yeah, and he did uh, drop the shield. And like, is he Captain America at the end of that movie? Right. So he could go with that nomad persona that he had in the comics. Uh, another one that is changing is Clint Barton. There's been a set photo shown where uh, Jeremy Renner is in costume. He's got one of those, like, almost like a bathrobe on over his costume to, like, hide the costume or whatever. But you could see his boots. And his boots look exactly like the boots that the character Ronan wears in the comics. And they're filming Avengers 4, so Ronan is going to be in Avengers 4. That is such internet like silliness that they're like looking at a guy's boots and being like i know what's going on <laughs> like well i mean if you look at the character like the the costume of the character from hawkeye to ronan you're like those are vastly different those can't be the same person and it's clint barton in both of them but 
like just seeing the boots you're just like that's a different character that's ronin i know that that's for us you know deep cut nerds for those of us who or for those of you who are not as deep cut nerd ronin is basically his melee persona (laughs) (laughs) he goes from being he has has an alt he's an alt character (laughs) it's his his alternate (laughs) character uh he's got he's got his bow and arrow mostly that you see him using in hawk as hawkeye Uh, but as ronin he has two twin katanas that he uses and you know basically just does everything hand to hand Hmm. and he does that he he does it that way to kind of hide his uh hide his identity and keep everybody from knowing who he is. it would be pretty clear who it is if you're um, right, firing arrows for that's all you're doing, right? And he he uh, he changed his 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 image like that, I guess, after uh, the events of Civil War, um, which kind of tracks with what's going on now. Yeah, that's true. With him being all la 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 la, incarcerated. Um, let's see. Other popular characters coming back. Vincent D'Onofrio is coming back for Daredevil season three. Of That's course exciting. he is. I really hope he's like a main character. I'm like, I'm okay with them expanding the world and doing more things, but I would really like to see another season that focuses again on the Kingpin. Yeah. Well, uh, Stephen DeKnight was saying that he wanted a a dare uh, not a Daredevil a Kingpin spinoff series just about Kingpin. Ooh, did he really? Yeah, he said that's what he wants to do, but you know that's it's not up to him. How cool would that be? That you, would be so awesome. Do you think they'd let Spider Man be in it? Probably not. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. But man, how great would it be if like, like even just as a cameo, like the Spider Man is like doing stuff in the background that's causing Kingpin problems. Like I just, I just love that. Yeah, like I would love to have him discussing something over a table, just like. That damned webhead, or you know, that spider freak, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, little hints, little nods. Don't even they, have to show it. They don't have, definitely don't have to show Tom Holland. Like they, like if it's from if it's from Kingpin's perspective, he could literally just be fighting Spider Man, never find out who he is, so you never have to pay the actor. <laughs> Damn. Like just I mean, a stunt double the entire time. Yeah, like like, like and, and and I mean, you still have his voice, I guess, but. Yeah, you'd have to pay the actor. You just wouldn't pay him as much. Yeah, like it wouldn't be. It'd just be interesting because you could, with a little bit of ADR from Tom Holland, you could get like a realistic Spider-Man depiction in a in a Kingpin movie. Yep, yep. Um, one of the things that uh, that that the Kingpin coming back for Daredevil season three though breeds is uh, the thought of it could very well be born again in season three. Because Kingpin was a very, very large part of the Born Again storyline. Okay. And that was where he found out Matt Murdock's identity. Or yeah. Daredevil's I know identity we've talked Murdock. a lot about, there's a lot of clues to that. I don't want to know too much about that storyline, because if it's what they're doing, I don't really want to know too much. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's just, it's it's very easy to go into that especially with them like announcing it so big like that like if he was just making a cameo it would be like ah he's in a cameo because you know in season two it was like ah he was there for you know just to have a monologue yeah he's always been in every season get punched i mean he had a pretty good he had a pretty good few scenes in in season two uh but they're mostly with the punisher um and that one intense scene with matt murdoch was pretty cool (sighs) son of a boxer just that I that every time 
I hear that Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be in the season three or just like Vincent D'Onofrio is doing something or Kingpin something. Anytime I read that, I'm just like, son of a boxer. <laughs> just, it, it makes me think of that every time. I love that scene. What an SOB. Right? Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the last piece of news that I have, uh, looks like we got comments about it before we got to talk about it, but uh, the new Warriors season one, the like the ten episode season, is not going to be on Freeform like we expected it to be. Mm. Um, it was originally made for Freeform, and it was ordered to series by Freeform, and the the pilot went well, and it pleased Des- the Disney executives. But their schedule is just too full, and they can't find a good place for it. So now they're having to shop it to their to the other networks that Disney has, because hmm. they can't sell it to somebody that Disney doesn't own. That's like that's one of the contractual obligations that Marvel properties run into now. Huh. Interesting. Which is weird. Well, it's it's good. But, they're trying to hold on to the, all their IP, which is good. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, don't want to get in another Hulk situation where. Oh, because they distributed this, they now have the rights to distribute it in the future and blah, 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 blah. All that garbage. Yeah. Keep, yeah, it, keep it in um, the fam. Uh, so weird. Uh, it's, I mean, it's good that they're keeping it, but it's a little troublesome for, like, for the fans who are clamoring to see Squirrel Girl. Yeah, absolutely. Nathaniel Muzzy had uh, something to say about this. He says, honestly, I think I'm good with this not being on Freeform. I currently have no way to get that channel without going to a satellite dish with a large channel package. If Disney puts it on their all, on their streaming service, I'm cool with that, assuming I also get all the other Marvels and Star Wars content there. For me, Freeform ends up being a more complicated paywall than an app. <laughs> yeah. Well, wouldn't it have been on Hulu anyway? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, nothing else from Freeform is yet on Hulu. Crap. That sucks. Uh, yeah. We have to find a way to watch Cloak and Dagger when that comes out next year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Crap. We may have to, with our MCU cast Gmail account, just buy some on Google or something so we can both watch them. <laughs> just, like, spot that money. Yeah, oh yeah. All right, right. Yeah. let's get together. Part and of rent the, it. part of the cast, part of the cast, we, part of the cast, keep, part of the crew. Keeping up, keeping up with all the content. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, where they're gonna have freeform available. Cause, I don't either, man. I mean, if it if it goes to Disney's streaming service, like I'm okay with that. I guess. Yeah. Like I'll I'll pay for it. I was gonna pay for it anyway. Probably. I got two kids. I mean, what the hell. Um, but like, if it's not, like, what are we gonna do? I mean, Disney owns a thirty percent stake in Hulu, so it should be pretty easy to put them there and have that be another, you know, kid-friendly venue. I guess. Yeah, but they, they the definitely don't put everything there. on Hulu. So, yeah, well, like uh, you know, you've got the Runaways there, so just make it part of that. Yeah, and then they could cross over, and we could have a massive team up of that. I just got a Sling TV. Oh. And I it looks like Freeform is on Sling TV on the package that I just bought. So, I, apparently I I do have Freeform. I got it yesterday. <laughs> Huzzah. Have you have you messed with Sling TV at all? I've looked into it, but it's it's a bit more expensive than I want to pay for something right now. Yeah, I mean it's like it's 20 bucks, which is really not bad for a uh 
for like a basically a cable subscription, which gives you most of the channels you want. I think I went with the twenty five dollar option because it gave me a few like just random channels that I was interested in, like Comedy Central and something else. Did, uh, but uh, but even just the like things like oh, we like to watch Walking Dead when it comes on. It's just our Sunday night ritual. But like it's the only way we could do it for like twenty bucks. It's not bad. Hmm. Did you hear that uh, that The Walking Dead had like five-year lows on their ratings recently no i didn't hear that yeah apparently so i wouldn't be too surprised (laughs) people didn't people were not very happy with last season Uh, a lot of people (sighs) stuck it out through last season to see what would happen but they did a lot of like really shady stuff with to the audience last season uh like like (sighs) The types of cliffhangers that aren't even cliffhangers, they're just like falsehoods. Like, look, this character died. And then uh, a few episodes later, like, whoops, he didn't actually die. Like, that kind of stuff. They yeah. they did a little bit too much of that. And a little bit too much. Um, they ended the season, last season, with a character off screen getting beat to death. And then having you have to wait till the next season to find out who it was. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah, it's just like so. You, it, it, the, the bad part about it is the thing that pissed me off is it takes the emotional weight of that moment where you could build the emotional weight of that character and then kill them, which is like the proper way to do it. You either want to kill them. You want if it's if it's a character you care about, you want to kill them in a way that like the the death has meaning, and by like yeah, yeah. stretching it over as a cliffhanger, it like. You just you lost all meaning. You lost all meaning you had a chance to have with that moment. Yep. Um, you were going for shock value instead of meaning. Well, you're going for Twitter like Twitter interaction instead of meaning, which is even worse. Like if you're going for shock value, that can be like a legitimate emotional thing to do, like to put you on your heels or whatever. But going for like you know what this is going to do? This is going to make people talk on the internet. Like that. There's no entertainment value there. There's only like value to their brand and to their like social media following it's not like real value to the audience i don't know yeah they they did they did a lot of things like that last year that really pissed fans off have you watched uh stranger things season two yet not yet we might watch it some tonight i won't spoil anything please don't because like it just i had a relevant thought surrounding that but we won't we won't divulge yeah plus other people probably have not Yet. Nah, let's talk about it and record it and put it on the internet. Oh. That should be fine, right? <laughs> let's actually edit all this talking out so there's no spoiler alert and just real quick say the all the spoilers. <laughs> okay. No. Um no, we uh yeah, we'll 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 give that a couple weeks before we discuss it. Uh partially because <laughs> it's gonna take me that long to get to it. It's so good though. <laughs> yeah, I've I've so heard nothing good. but good things. And the first season's so. great, so I'm ready. Uh, I think yeah. it's all the news, right? Yeah, that's all of the news that I had rounded up for this week. The big news is that Thor Ragnarok is coming out tomorrow. Cool. Well, we're going to go into some feedback here in a second. But before we do, let me just say that we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Um, You can hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU and leave us a voicemail. Uh, If you'd like to support the cast, if you're enjoying this content and it's valuable to you and you're willing to throw a few bucks our way, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash mcucast and uh, just give us some value for the value you get from the show. It's a way you can directly support the content you like, and it allows us to do more of that content. 
content. So it's a great little feedback loop where we do a thing, you like the thing, you give us money, we do more of the thing. It's just, it's a, it's a great, great system. Feedback loop. So now, feedback time, right? Oh, yeah. After we talk about the feedback loop, it's feedback time. Woo! So we got Thanos. Oh, man. <laughs> Thanos is telling us on Twitter, that really was an enjoyable ride. Hashtag Ragnarok, hashtag Thor, Thor emoji, at MCU cast. You don't have to read all the emojis. I do. Um, yeah. It's my uh, thing. So, so we haven't seen it yet, but Thanos says it's good. And <laughs> he's all powerful, That's... so... Yeah, that's at least one positive review from a super powerful being, so you should go see it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Nerdy Tastic said to us on Twitter, Adam's Ucast, I never saw a minute of Iron Fist, and I understood Defenders just fine. Any questions I had were answered by Wikipedia. That is fair. Damn. Um, I, I think you can definitely watch it without it, but if you want to watch pieces of it, I think, the as we discussed last week, the Bakudo episodes are maybe, like, what you should, if you if you want. If you don't, you know, don't. Yeah. If you want to catch anything, those are the important ones. Yeah. Like, if you're okay with just a little bit. But Nerdy, uh, Nerdy Tastic is right, though. You can probably just jump in. It'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, let's see. Crate Dragon Film said to us on Twitter, Adams Ucast. Also, here's some news for you. Look at what Feige says about Inhumans. Oh, he uh, posted an article about... Um, they asked Feige about the Inhumans, and uh, in, the, oh, in the article... Right. He in, in the article he asked specifically he's like, uh, so uh, we saw that they moved that to the TV division and now that it's get such, getting such bad reviews, uh, what what do you what do you, how are you feeling? Are you feeling like you dodged a bullet because it didn't connect with audiences or like you missed an opportunity because you could have done it much better? And Feige and just said, oh, Feige's like what? I'm sorry, you're breaking, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. <laughs> and then that was the end of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so Feige did not comment. Good stuff. Good way to go, Feige. Yeah, that's, I I, I I have a feeling that's not how the actual interview ended, but it like probably it not. probably is how. It's uh, funnier this it's way. funnier that way. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, <laughs> uh, stealing the remote said to us on Twitter, Adams Ucast. I love how you said Black Panther clawed off a tire with his bare hands after going on about the vibranium covering his hands. Uh, we meant bear hands. Don't you know that uh, panthers have bear, like B-E-A-R hands? Yeah, uh, you, you misspelled what I said. Yeah, How yeah. dare you? It's bear hands. It's a, it's a, it's a term of, for really strong hands. <laughs> <laughs> nope, stealing the road. I'm not sure which one of us said that, but yeah, that's, that, it that, was, was, me. that was dumb. <laughs> it, was, it was me. Okay, cool. It was me all over. Um, I meant that he did it without a weapon, but then again, his claws could be considered a weapon. Yeah, but uh, so we need to ask superhero ethics: what constitutes a weapon? Like what? What qualifies as a superhero weapon? I don't know if that's an ethics question, really. It could more be of a, more of a tactics it, well, question. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> superhero tactics. What's a weapon? <laughs> Somebody make that podcast so that we can ask you. Yeah. I mean, that's it's all we're asking. It's really easy. Just, you know, throw something together. Podcasts aren't Rick's, much work at all. Yeah, I need you to do this Rick story <laughs> after, after we talk about what your comment says. He says, Thor Ragnarok was lots of fun. Looking forward to hearing another quality stinger from DC On Screen and MCU cast. Yeah, we will be on that very soon. Uh, tomorrow. 
you we will, you will have it in your ears tomorrow if you want it. Late, late. Actually, probably th- Friday morning, <laughs> as soon as we can edit, uh, get it get it recorded and edited. Recorded, recorded, and edited. That makes sense. Uh, Stealing their boat also said to us, "Wait, is it seriously not out yet in the U.S.? I saw it last night. and I felt bad. I didn't go to opening night a week ago." Uh, it is. It remote. is seriously not out yet. Stealing the remote. It's true. It's jerk. True. Making me feel bad for not living in a different country. <laughs> <laughs> jerk. We seriously though need to like. Oh my god! How how awesome would it be for like Avengers three and or four to like go to London and hang out with like. Yoda Hugh and Jason Broadhurst and all those other. Oh, it would be awesome. UK I'm, listeners. I'm really hoping. Early. I'm really hoping to do a tour soon uh, for my music, but I'm totally gonna like throw it out to the cast and be like, "Here's the cities I'm going to. If there's any listeners in any of these cities, like, uh, let me know. We should meet up for coffee or blah blah blah. Or yeah, can go I on tour? Can I stay on your couch? Tampa? You know, any of those things. Um, Come to Tampa. I, yeah, know? that'd be awesome. I won't be. It'll be uh, that. It, I'd have to go next next tour because this tour is hopefully happy well actually no no it's, it's, it'll be it'll overlap with when you're there yeah i was thinking i keep thinking you're going later but if you're going in january uh, i'm going i'm hopefully going to be on tour with for this album in january or feb in february um but i it's a brand new idea i'm really trying to get put the tour together uh but it's going to be a hard tour to put together really hard tour to put together because i need to try to figure out how to pay for it <laughs> just do another kickstarter man mm I believe in you. Yeah, like yeah, that. Just get on, uh, I, yeah. get on Couch Surfer and Airbnb. Yeah, the the big, the biggest hard, hardest part putting this tour together is, um, well, first off, you people aren't going to agree to pay you unless they know you can bring folks. Uh, but it's hard to get to bring folks unless you've played there a few times to like build an audience. Uh, but then on top of that, you have to to do to do the music justice that I'm trying to present. I really want to do a full band, and so I've got to somehow pay a group of guys to go play these shows uh, in every city <laughs> while... Uh, you got to pay guys to play shows in every city play, play sh- while not sure that they're going to bring anybody in. Yeah, you guys want to take two months <laughs> and like travel the country playing music and not make money? Uh, for, for potentially nine people at a time? Yeah, like it's not a real... Uh, not a real tempting offer. It's hard to it's hard to get musicians involved unless they know it's going to be a successful tour. But you never know it's going to be a successful tour. So um, basically, it's hard to get started. <laughs> That's why you got to do the Kickstarter. Yeah, the Kickstarter I, is going to get people interested and in, in, and motivated. Yeah, I don't think it, I just did one, and I pretty much I feel like I pretty much scraped the bottom of of my veritable barrel of people that want to support me <laughs> uh, and I appreciate <laughs> That's all you every get. one of them. But it, you know, I don't know that I have like another. $10,000 Kickstarter in me. I think I've just got to fund it myself and hope I make the money back on tour. Um, which is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But I'm going to I'm gonna do it. I'm going to do it. We're going to make this happen. Like I'm good for $15 to get the uh, the studio album. I At that point, I'm, I don't need to see you live. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You'll have the album. Why would you need to see me? Um, <laughs> all right. We got one last piece of feedback, and it's a ton of questions from our friend Aaron Watkins. Uh, sent us this email. He says, hey guys, Rashad from Antioch again. I really enjoyed last time you answered my fun Marvel questions. Uh, Loved your debate and answers. I have some new ones. And of course, 
If time doesn't permit for all nine, pick the ones you want to answer. Look forward to your answers. Thanks. I really like ending the cast on these. So I say let's let's like do like three questions maybe, and then we'll like save some for next time. The next okay. feedback episode we'll do we'll just because we got we got a bunch of questions here. Let's uh, let's let's space them out. Okay. Okay. What's that? Question one. Question one is whose death scene was the most surprising? And it looks like we have options here, uh, but you know, obviously, if you have anybody else in mind for you know somebody that died, throw them in. Uh, the options listed are Frigga from Thor the Dar- Thor the Dark World. Thor's mommy. Yep. By the no, way, do. spoiler alert <laughs> for 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 all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, let's see. Number two is Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Peter's daddy. Uh, Quicksilver from Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, the Ancient One from Doctor Strange. Agent Coulson in the Avengers. Maya Henson in Iron Man Three, and Original Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. Which I, you know, I don't know that that's really a death scene. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. It's kind of a reset scene. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a, the, it, well, in that case, neither was Coulson's in a way. Um, <laughs> no, he died. He like it yeah, has been gone over and over. He died. Yeah, with and but there were repercussions for him, but there are also repercussions for Groot. That I would, I would still call it a death. I think of those, he asked most surprising. Most surprising. I, I would have to say Agent Coulson. Was the most surprising. It definitely like, was. I think that was played the best of all the deaths, and like definitely hit me the hardest of all the deaths. Yeah, um, yeah. Of all of those deaths, uh, Agent Coulson's hit me the hardest. But I think like the fact that he'd well, been in also, a few movies, it, it kind of made sense to kill him. I think that probably the most. Ah, well, well, it it kind of like you know you somebody had to to bite it to you know bring the team together and be the glue. But like, um, his was was abrupt as well. Like he did a thing, that's true, and it was cool, and then it was just like boom, he's out. Yeah, and that's and that's the the beauty of, um, Joss Whedon's directing right there. Uh, and and the, the crazy thing is, he lets uh, he's the one who kills off Quicksilver in the next one. And I want to say that was surprising because it was such a new character, but it wasn't surprising in a good way. <laughs> yeah, like I was surprised yeah, that they was brought like, him in just to kill him, but like I just it, didn't yeah. care. It was surprising that they would kill off a superhero like that in order to save the guy that they had been setting up to die this entire movie. Yeah, I feel like most of these were pretty, uh, you know, pretty not that surprising. But I feel like. Quicksilver and Coulson were surprising, but Coulson in a good way, Quicksilver in a bad way. <laughs> I yeah. guess is where I fall on the whole thing. Uh, I don't know who who you got another you got anyone else in mind from the MCU that their death was a surprise? That their death was a shock. Yeah, uh, what's the most surprising death you can think of? None that I can immediately think of. Nothing that was like, holy crap, I can't believe that happened. Um Mm, I kind of want to go along the the TV line and be like, oh, well, mm, how spoilery do we want to go? If you say spoiler for everything, and you can name the show if you want to, just to make sure people... 
Well, like we're at the very end of this episode, so if you say most spoiler. recent episode of Inhumans. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good that's a good call. Um, yeah, that's uh, okay. So Inhumans spoiler. Uh, if you're not watching Inhumans, skip forward thirty seconds because th- th- this is episode six, the most recent episode. Uh, but spoiler alert: three, two, one. Uh, yeah. Gorgon? Like, why would you kill off Gorgon? Yeah, you finally... The one character everyone's like, you know what's interesting? Gorgon and Karnak's relationship. They're kind of the center of the show, in a way. And then you kill off one of them. Like, they're really not doing well with this show. So, yeah, I would say that's... That was pretty surprising. And it wasn't... Again, it wasn't that well done. It wasn't that well done. It pissed me off! Yeah. Like, why would you do that? I love this character! Yeah. And it didn't make sense for him to do that! No, it didn't. Okay, I think that's our 30 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Question number two. Uh, Question number two. What character should continue making MCU appearances after Infinity War? See, that's unfair. Like, you're assuming that none of them are, but they all need to. Like, we need these these characters forever. Mm. But these are all, like, side characters that are are immediately listed. Like, Sam Wilson as Falcon... Uh, Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier, Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, James Rhodey, War Machine, Valkyrie, uh, Maria Hill, Vision. Like, I want all of these characters to continue because I don't think that all of their stories have been have been told properly. And like, well, not necessarily properly, but I don't think their their stories have been fully explored. Yeah, fully fleshed been, out. I yeah, I would not say the main character. I don't think. I think we're going to get all of these characters again. We, maybe with the exception of Valkyrie and Maria Hill. I, 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 haven't seen, I haven't seen Thor yet, so I don't know what happens with Valkyrie or if she becomes a staple character or if she's like kind of a one-time person. I just don't know. Um, Maria Hill, strangely, I feel like she hasn't been around lately. When was the last time she was in? Was she on the Helicarrier um, in Ultron? Yeah, she was in Avengers Age of Ultron. I didn't think that she was. Yeah, she was in the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. Oh, which, which part of the beginning? During the Ultron scene. Well, like, when they got back, she was the one describing how the Maximov twins' powers worked. Um, she said to Cap, you know, she's or he's fast and she's weird. Oh, okay. Um, I'd forgotten. And then she was she was the lady in the red dress in the uh, the scene where they tried to pick up Thor's hammer. That's right. That's right. Did, have, we, have we seen her in any, anything since then? I don't think so. Yeah, I feel like it's been a minute since we've seen her, which is kind of strange. I mean, it's only two years ago, but uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so of these, who who would you most... I feel like this is kind of a silly question because I feel like all of these are going to appear because I feel like these are all the replacement characters. I feel like James <laughs> Rhodes, I would love to see him really get some screen time, but I, I think he's the least likely to continue appearing. Because he's been around the longest. But all of the others... Well, he also got, like, massively injured. Yes. But I think, you know, the thing about having legs is in an Iron Man suit, you don't necessarily need them. <laughs> you don't need legs in an Iron Man suit? You don't. That's what the legs... <laughs> that's what the Iron Man legs are for. Uh, um, the one that I think that we're going to see a lot of, honestly, is either going to be Sam Wilson or Bucky, but I'm pretty like I'm feeling pretty strongly that one of them is going to take up the shield. Who do you think it will be and who do you want it to be? I want it to be both of them because they both have really interesting stories. I think though first it's going to be Bucky because 
um, he got put into cryostasis or whatever at the end of Civil War, I think that something's going to happen to Cap before Bucky gets pulled out of cryo, and then he's going to find out about it and then try to live up to Steve's legacy by taking right. on the shield. I, I just... Or Cap's going to leave him a message of some kind like, hey... You know, you're seeing this because I'm dead, so I want you to do these things. My shield is at X location. Please go get it and be me. Yeah, I I don't I don't want Bucky to be Cap. I know he did it in the comic books, I know, but like I just don't think that that character has resonated the same way as the other characters. And I know he's been brainwashed most of the time and it's been you hard to get to. You want to see known. that redemption arc? I would love to see a redemption arc with him. I just don't know that he has the uh, the charisma to carry Cap. Like I think Sam Wilson would be a much much more fun and charismatic and and even like realistic Captain America to watch. You know, I, I, that's fair. I, I would I see him as like this really inspirational character. Like he does what he does what Cap does, just slower. You know, like he really is kind of the embodiment of Captain America already, whereas uh, Bucky would really have to do some work to get there. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like he'd be a great cap. Sam Wilson would. I, I, yeah. per, that's what I, that's what I prefer. I feel like they might go the Bucky route because it's what they did in the comics first, but I think that's a mistake. I think Sam Wilson would be better, uh, a better Captain America off, off the bat. Also, you know, a little diversity, like have Captain America being a black man, I think would be kind of nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it just sort of says a statement in this day and age, you know, um, that to, to have yeah. that diversity as not just like one of the superheroes like Black Panther is, but like he is Captain America. He is the He's embodiment the... of the American dream, you know? Right, um, right. He's the hero. Instead of making him a blonde haired, blue eyed character, uh, make him make him a black man. I think that'd be. What do you mean? What's wrong with the Master Race? <laughs> Question number three. <laughs> You're just going to leave it. Just don't even, don't even. Uh, let's see. Question number three. You have to trade one MCU movie lead for one MCU TV lead. Who are the two in the trade? Mm. This is a tough one. Because I, like, there's only one show that has been good enough. Re- no, I can't say that can't say that anymore because we're looking at um we're looking at agents of shield and netflix stuff as being good enough for like putting these characters that we love into them and taking one of those characters that we love and putting them into the movies um although i'm not sure if the question is like the actor in the role like the actors switch roles or we take like daisy and put her in maria hill's place or something like that right you have to trade one MCU movie lead for one MCU TV lead. Who are the two in the trade? Man, it's a hard decision because there's different aspects to it. Like, yes, in some ways, I'd love to see Daredevil on the big screen. but I just don't think that Daredevil has enough oomph for the big screen. Oh, I think he absolutely... Like his, I think he does. Yeah, his stories are way too slow. Well, the way they've told them so far. And I think the, the actor could absolutely hit the big screen with a movie, but... Oh, the actor is good enough. It's just—it's not the actor that I'm worried about. It's the Daredevil character. Because the Daredevil character did so poorly in the last movie. That's a long time ago, and that's a whole different creative team. Like, 
the the Feige could could do something much more interesting with Daredevil. But my the point, Feige. I haven't I haven't finished my sentence. Uh, Sorry, Daredevil would be one. I'd love to see him on the big screen because I think he has a great uh, bit of gravitas to him, and the actor's wonderful. But I like him being told over thirteen episodes. <laughs> I really like <laughs> spending that much time with him. I wouldn't want to see him be in the t- movie universe because I feel like it would actually be short shrifting the character, not. Uh, elevating it like it seems like it would, it would actually be like shortening the amount of time you get to spend with that actor, and I, I don't really want to see that happen. Um, right. So in that, in that, and with that in mind, I would trade Iron Fist for Black Widow. Okay. Because Black Widow, a Black Widow series would be amazing, and an Iron Fist movie would be over an hour and a half. <laughs> You're like, how can I get the least amount of time with this bad series? Yeah, that's exactly it. Like Iron Iron Fist movie would be a movie where you watched it and be like, oh well, that was a bad one. He, I guess he'll never be back in anything. Um, no, that, no, that 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 will throw that character away, and then you just get like uh, nothing but fun uh, with it with a wonderful Black Widow series. Now I think that. Iron Fist would actually benefit from being in a movie. Uh, it would be like it would have the production value that it needs to have like Shao Lao the Undying in it. You could see the dragon. You could see all of Kun Lun. You could grow up with him in that super extra fantastical place. Yeah, no, I can and, see like, that. Have the story told visually like it's supposed to. Plus, the creative team for the movies is usually better. Yeah, than, maybe like, they'd come up with something better. And, I feel like. It wouldn't be Scott Buck. I feel like Black Widow, especially with someone like Scarlett Johansson in the role, which we've discussed in the past, you wouldn't have to put Scarlett Johansson in the role, especially if you're telling a story about like a 17-year-old Black Widow being like having being converted over from the Soviets to the Americans, you know, like that's a wonderful story. I'd love to see a teenage Black Widow. That'd be awesome. Um Yeah. But if you if you did tell a story with ScarJo, uh then You'd get you'd attract great directing and writing talent because you'd have such a great lead actress. Um, That's true. So I think that would be a really killer. I, I I do that for the benefit of the series, not the benefit of the movie. <laughs> but I do think you're right. I think that Iron Fist, an Iron Fist movie, could actually have been good. It could have skipped over a lot of the just moping around, and could have just told his story quickly and gotten. I mean, it would have been similar in some ways to. Uh, the 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 um, Doctor Strange story of a of a man going to a foreign land, learning the tactics, and coming back. But it's a boy. It's it is different. It's because it's a young boy. Um, but anyway, that's my, yeah. that's my answer. Yeah. That's fair. Take it or that's leave fair. it. I I think that a Black Widow series that also includes Hawkeye would be awesome because they have such amazing chemistry on on screen already. Oh yeah. Just like getting more of that, there's no, there's no way that could be bad. Well, you could even just have him as a, you know, recurring role. That's not maybe not every week, but like she goes out on missions, and maybe a mission lasts three or four episodes, and then she gets back to base and has to, you know, like like sees Barton, sees other members of the Avengers, and then like kind of has to go back out on a mission here and there. Um, Ooh, be really. What cool. if? What if? ScarJo Black Widow series is told in the style that season two of the newsroom was told in. You'll have to expound on that. I don't remember. Okay. Where there was basically an interview 
that like it was an interview was the the current timeline and everything was being told as flashbacks yeah that'd be great and and then you could really you could actually tell the young story of her or like even better than an interview uh, in her case you could have like a uh a debrief an interrogation like she's been captured oh, yeah. been captured and like actually being tortured and maybe they're trying to turn her back to the wrong side and like she's trying to like withstand torture and you're watching scarjo act her ass off but while telling the story of a young uh and how she learned how she learned to withhold withstand such torture and such things and why she has purpose now and like it could be great man yeah good marvel Take this, run with it. You're welcome. We need it. You're welcome, Marvel. You're welcome. Because you really could. You, this one's free. You could pay ScarJo to to act in one like forty minute long interrogation scene that they chop up and put in all the episodes, and the, then the meat of the story could be a much cheaper uh, actress, young sixteen, seventeen year old, like teenage Black Widow, and like be amazing. Yeah. I'm so down for that. Yeah. Totally. Let's let's go to let's let's go to Hollywood right now, or alternatively, we could just go to Atlanta, like corner one of the directors. <laughs> I don't know if we should be like listen. I don't know if we should talk on the cast about how we're going to go to Atlanta and corner directors. <laughs> seems, no, you seems you, like it might get metaphorically action taken against like, us. <laughs> listen here, sir. You have to hear this pitch, and they'll be like, "How'd you get into my hotel room?" And you're like. Listen, I just need five minutes of your time. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all our feedback for tonight. Thanks for those questions, A.R. Watkins. That, that's fun, always fun to answer. Uh, if anybody else does those kinds of, like, just, like, answer this questions, those are fun. Um, <laughs> random philosophical questions or, or random anything yeah. like that, really. It's, it's fun to spur on that conversation and come up with fun things. Uh, well, guys, we're going to let you go. That is our news and feedback for this week. Tomorrow we'll be back with uh, our Inhumans episode for this week, and then probably the end of the day tomorrow we'll be back with our Thor Ragnarok review. So lots to come this week on Ye Old Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. So, peace. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.